Welcome to the show. Here's my dad. On this episode of the Infant Adoption Guide podcast, we talk about what open adoption looks like to us after adopting three times with my special guest, my wife, Tisha Elder. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Infinite Adoption Guide podcast. Welcome to episode number 100. Yay. My name's Tim Elder. We're here to talk about domestic infant adoption. We're here to help guide you through the overwhelm so you can adopt faster, with more confidence, less headaches. So thank you for joining me today. As I said in the intro, it's a very special episode. It's number 100, and I get to have my beautiful wife back on the show with me today to talk about our experiences through adopting three newborns over a 10-year period. So welcome back to the show, Tisha. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> well, it makes me happy to have you back on the show. And we've talked about doing this before because we have so many wonderful conversations about adoption over the years. We do. We don't record any of them. <laughs> no. Well, we've recorded one back in episode 62. I, I recommend go and listen to that if you are if you haven't already. That's, we talked about the top 10 things we learned through three infant adoptions. Episode number 62, infant adoption guide.com so go listen to that uh, but we're here to record our conversations again because we have more to share and we like to share about adoption in this particular episode we're going to talk about our open adoption experiences now that we've adopted three times um, our kids are getting a little bit older and we've got even more open adoption experiences and stories to share so i think it'll be very uh, enlightening and really hopefully inspirational to you, the listener, to hear what we have got to say about open adoption. So you can really see what real world adoption and open adoption looks like. So let's get into that. What have we learned about open adoption now that we've adopted three times? So first of all, open adoptions not always easy to understand and get used to. No. It takes effort like any relationship, but really the point or what open adoption really is, the definition it's contact, having some kind of communication, contact, relationship with your kids' birth families. Could be birth mom, birth dad, birth grandma. We'll get into more of that in our story. But that's really the essence of open adoption. And there's varying levels of openness. So it just means having some kind of communication. So that's that. Let's get into what we talk about in our relationship with our kids' birth families. So... I'm asking you, Tisha, because we talked about this already, but what? how did we <laughs> first react to the concept of open adoption like 15 years ago when we were first starting to adopt? I would say very, um, what's the word? Hesitant? Hesitant, yeah. <laughs> very hesitant, not really understanding yeah. what exactly that meant, Yeah. Um, what exactly that would look like it felt like it would be kind of intrusive. Yes. Um, so we, we were really questioned, but I think the, the smartest thing we did was talk to our adoption professional about it oh. because she made us feel a lot more, um, I guess, open for lack of a better word, mm -hmm. open to, okay, well, let's see, maybe this is something that we really could do and want to do because she highlighted the benefits of it for our future child, which is the most important in that scenario is that child. So yeah, they didn't hit us over the head with open adoption. You must do this. This is the best for the child no. and everybody. So just do it. 
They were very gentle with us. But it was highly recommended for sure. But it was highly recommended. And let's just talk through this. And they did a very good job. And mind you, that that was 15 years ago. So it was, I mean, a lot has changed in the adoption world in that time. But adoption's become even more embraced. It's even more, yeah, yeah, than it even was then. But still, people that are listening to this may be coming into adoption for the first time and going, okay, what is adoption? And is it co parenting? No. Is it so intrusive that I just, it scares me to even want to adopt? No. But open adoption is, it's not an easy thing to say it is this to, because every adoption situation is different. It's very different. Just like every relationship is different. If you think about open adoption as a relationship, you'll know it's going to be different no matter what you do. And we'll, yeah. we'll highlight that in our experiences. So how did we get more comfortable with the idea? Well, our adoption professional, we worked, if you've heard our story before, we worked with Lifetime Adoption Center and specifically Libby. So thank you, Libby, again, for <laughs> being so great and gracious to us and helping us She's through awesome. understanding the open adoption world. Uh, but when did we get to really understand? I mean, you can talk about it and you can think about it. You can even read stories or listen to stories about it. But how did we, you and me, to actually get fully like okay we actually understand what open adoption is yeah see i think that's what it is i think when it's a theory Mm -hmm. it's really hard but when you actually meet the birth parents or parent you're like oh well yeah i could see how this could work it because it's more of a real it's a real person it's a real people it's a, a relationship like you said so yeah, then it's, I think that's when we first were like, well, yeah, we kind of do want contact. Like, this could be yep. really good. Once you actually meet somebody, yeah, you're looking at real them in the people. eye, and you're yeah. going, oh, this person really is. We do have the same uh, goals. We have the same ideas that we all want what's best for this child. Right. Then it really becomes a relationship that you want to work on together. Yeah. To the benefit of the child. Yeah. So I would say that we were um, definitely looking at open adoption as a good thing. And when we met the our very first child's birth mom, we were like, okay, yeah, this makes sense. Oh. And we've had, so we've had three open adoptions. All three are different. Uh, our first one, um, started out open and we were, we were open. Mm-hmm. She was fairly open, but we lost contact with her over the years. Yeah. I think Ariana was three or four. And we've since gotten back into contact after her and we'll get into that in a little bit. We'll tell a story about that. The second one, we had an open relationship with, I mean, even before, um, our son was born. Yeah. We matched what, like three months. We matched, before? we had a longer match. So we yeah. had an opportunity to meet with them, talk with them, visit Start with them. building the relationship before yes. he was born. Yep. And for us, we adopted from a different state. So it took effort. We went there. Yeah. And they were okay with it. They wanted that, you know? So we met with them a couple times before he was born. Yeah. That's right. And, but that started the relationship building. And, after he was born and he was placed with us, you know, we had really good contact with them. We had, we were texting and we had some phone calls and I think, I don't know if we did FaceTime at that point. 
can't remember no, if we did FaceTime, but I, well, I don't know. I don't remember. We may have, but then um, they wanted to come visit. I think when he was like six months old, and they came to visit, and that was cool. I think he was slightly older. Or maybe than he was that. a little. Maybe he was, was a months. little older yeah. than that. So yeah, they came to visit us, um, and that was fine. And they, it was a short visit, and they did, and that was great. But yeah, I I texted every day multiple times yeah. for the first several months i mean it's hard yeah it's hard so i was willing i know some people might not understand that it didn't bother me um but again it's a relationship so it's got to work for mm. all the people involved mm-hmm. you know i was fine with it maybe somebody else would feel like there needed to be a boundary there i did not feel that way but again, it was a particular person. It was a, you know, like we had a chance to build some of that relationship. So I felt comfortable, very comfortable with it. And it did, and it automatically, slowly, um, was less. Mm-hmm. Because it's, you know, originally they needed more contact. They just mm-hmm. needed that. It was hard. And, but, you know, as time went on, that naturally just kind of the ebb and flow of life, mm-hmm. you know? So. And so our first adoption wasn't that much because we didn't have that kind of a texting. Right. It was a different, yeah. So we were still sending <laughs> was very things. Different. We were still sending pictures and, yeah. and, um, yeah, that was sending, it was more, things to her, but. it was more, um, pictures and letters and things like it was that kind of, kind of contact that yeah. kind of con- yeah, yeah it was more one-sided it was that kind of contact the second one was much different it was a whole lot more contact yeah. um and to be fair the first one i guess we could back up a little bit yeah we didn't have a very long match it was like a week it wasn't even a week <laughs> yeah, it wasn't even a week so there was no yeah. time there wasn't time to, to build, build a relationship what did make it harder it did make it harder yeah um so, and we were still multiple states away and all that. Um, so there was nothing being close and there, there's things that didn't allow us to communicate very well right. at that point. Right. Yeah. Communication was a little dif- difficult. But, but the second um, one with our son, it was, it was, we got longer match, got a chance to build a relationship, more opportunities to communicate easier. And we did. And we built a relationship with them and we still are. So we'll get into the, more of that third one. We also had a short match. <laughs> it was, it was, yeah. uh, was it even a week in that one either? I don't think it was. Uh, the actual match was probably about a week. Yeah. Well, no, no, it really wasn't. <laughs> we knew about it for maybe a week and a half, two yeah. weeks maybe yeah. at most. But I don't think Not we enough. matched until a few days before she was born. Yeah, that's true. We had conversations, but didn't yeah. actually match until, yeah. yeah. Very, very, very short. It was short, either way. <laughs> Again, not a chance to build a relationship beforehand. Right, right. Um, that one, though, had, um, since then, since placement, you know, we got to spend some time with them there. Uh, right. Um, after she was placed with, with us. With her birth family. With her birth family. Mm-hmm. We did that. It was nice. It would It helped start the relationship, I right. think. Uh, because we were all open to that and and it was yeah we were cool. there for a little over two weeks so we had yeah, a little had time, time to yeah. yeah to do that 
Uh, so that was nice because it started the, the relationship building. And after that, uh, we've had mainly just contact with her birth grandma. Mm-hmm. And that's been good, mostly over text. Um, we have not gone to visit or anything like that. It's uh, one we've had a uh, FaceTime, I yeah. think we did once. Um, mm-hmm. So that's been good. And through all of these, all three of our adoptions, um, we always take the path of trying to be as open as we as we can to them. So, and what does that mean? We contact them and say, "Hey, would you like to FaceTime? Hey, would you like to a phone call? Hey, what do you think about a visit?" You know, we've offered those things because we want to be as open as we can. We want to offer that to them. So we don't want we well, don't want to close down yeah. and say, "Hey, we're only going to contact you." And sometimes they won't ask for those things because right. they don't want to be intrusive. intrusive. Right. And we appreciate that. Which I and I know every open every adoption situation is different, so I can't say everybody's going to be like that. But well, I absolutely there are some situations where we understand that it cannot be open. No. Right. So that's there's there, some serious circumstances. There's no judgment here about that. No. Like we understand that there are some situations mm-hmm. where it just can't be. But we fortunately are not in those situations. So No, we've been very blessed with that. And we just want to tell our story because it shines a light on three different I mean all the same family. We are the same people, but we have three different open op- adoption relationships yeah, just very different. because of the relationship, not because of anything we're doing differently. It just happens. The circumstances are just different in all three of those. Mm-hmm. So that's what we wanted to kind of highlight here and to help you, the listener, understand how much different contact means different things. Relationships happen differently. So let's talk about, or we just got a couple stories that we wanted to share just to kind of highlight those differences. Um, and one thing we're going to tell you, I'll tell you time and time again on our podcast, anytime we talk about open adoption and relationships it's and stories, we always want to protect our kids' stories. So we're not going to go into amazing levels of detail in all of our stories because it's our kids' stories to tell. I think you said it really good before we started recording. Well, it's our story too, but it's primarily their story to tell. And I don't want anybody to be telling them their story before they hear it themselves, like when they're very young and, and there could be information that they just simply don't want other people to have access to. And that's their right. I mean, and as we tell them more of their story as they grow, mm -hmm. I mean, you can't tell them all in our situation. Anyway, we don't want to tell them all the details they can't even understand it right. the younger they are. Right. So the older they get, the more levels of, of understanding they get. And we tell them more well, of the story. And if you don't talk about it a ton, they forget things anyway. So you're, you know, I, That's right. we're we've, retelling the story. Yeah. You know, we've said stuff when our kids have asked us questions or something. We're like, Oh, you don't remember that? We talked <laughs> about that before. And, no, I don't remember that. You know, so. And the older they get, the more they understand and start to ask questions. And that's what our stories will, these couple stories we're going to tell you will illustrate. So the first story is um, how we went on a trip. So 
this is with our son's birth family. And so we've had this open adoption relationship that's pretty open. We've spent some time with him. It's the one we matched with several months before he was born. So we had all this time to develop this relationship. We had multiple visits. So we were going on a visit to see them, their whole birth family, not just the birth parents. And yeah, some of their extended family. Yeah, some of their extended family. So it was fun. It was a good trip. And what that did, though, was spark some conversation about our other kids' birth. It brought up the differences. And the differences, yes. Mm -hmm. Between the openness. Yep. So our daughter was eight. She's around eight. Eight or nine at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, she was the one that was really kind of struggling with it because she didn't have the same openness, the same relationship with her well, and I think when she hit around that age is when she started to understand adoption mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And so I think the understanding of maybe what she lost a little bit, yeah. like maybe that's not the right word, but um, just how that was different. Mm-hmm. And then, then seeing the relationship was different. Then you start asking why, why is my relationship different than their relationship? And how come we can't spend more time? You know, all these things go, and so she was asking a lot of questions and kind of, kind of struggling a little bit. I don't know. Maybe struggle is too strong of a word, but definitely thinking about it and, um, asking questions and we had lost contact didn't have contact actually for several years and we had kind of looked on social media once in a while to see if maybe we could find her, but we weren't really sure if she wanted us to, I guess. Um, we had no reason to believe she didn't, but you know, you want to be careful of and not intrude on somebody else's life. So yeah, on that trip, I think is when we, or maybe it was right before that trip. We had thought we had found her on social media. Yeah. We just decided to search again or do a yeah, deeper search. Yeah, search again. And, it and, had been a little while. It's been a little while. Looked. And so we're like, let's just do I mean, I remember sitting or laying in bed, scrolling through, you know, social <laughs> media just to see if I could, you know, all these different profiles of people with her name and seeing if I could just She had find a relatively common name. Yeah. Yeah, so it wasn't that easy to find. Um, mm-hmm. But anyway, we that one night, I'm going to forget, I'm just laying in bed and I'm doing what I'm not supposed to do is be on my phone and in bed, but <laughs> scrolling, scrolling through social media and finding her name and then her picture. We're like, yeah, I, think I remember this is her. you showed it to me I and you're like, her. and I'm like, no, that's her. I'm sure of it. <laughs> I am sure that is her. So. Then what? You know, then we're like, okay, do we message her? What do we say in our message? So we thought about it. We were careful. Um, it took us a few days, I think, to, to really come think up about with the right it. Message. Yeah, we wanted to really think about it and be careful about how we approached it. But we reached out to her and she was thankful. She almost immediately responded. She was actually really, she was really very, glad we found her. Yeah, she was very excited to hear from us. And um, that opened the door to having a phone call. So mm-hmm. our daughter got to talk to her birth mom for the first time. Yeah. At the age of what, eight or eight, nine. Yeah. So that was really important, I think, to have her know that her birth mom's real, you know, yeah. even though we're telling her this, was, she sees pictures. Yeah. I think it that made was it more the part. real to yeah, her. It made it she more got real. to talk to her. 
And her birth mom actually said, hey, you don't ask me anything. You can ask me anything. Right. Yeah. She was, that was so big. open and so good with her. And yeah. And I and our daughter, the change in her after that. Oh, yeah. Of just knowing that she had contact if she wanted it. The ability. The ability, yeah, yeah to have that if she wanted it. Yeah. It did um, two things. It did that for her, but mm-hmm. I think it also did for her birth mom is go, I I know they care about me. Right. Enough that they reached out to me and I I know she's well loved and cared for. Yeah. You know, so both things happened there. I think that was really cool that we're able so, to So yeah, that. so now mainly we keep in contact over social media. Yeah. yeah. With her. So it that really really shows a stark contrast in two of our kids open adoption relationships well, because and just having to navigate that between your kids yes is tricky yes. it's tricky yeah. um you know you want to do what's best are for them. siblings and yeah. <laughs> sometimes they can uh, hit where it hurts you know and yeah. and so we are we talk to our kids a lot about that mm-hmm. you, you know you don't use those things as a weapon no. against each other and it's just, it's difficult sometimes because especially when they are young enough, they don't understand. Oh, yeah. And I would say our kids are still young enough that they don't have a lot of life experience. Mm-hmm. And so they don't really probably fully understand what kind of circumstances could yeah. happen that would make uh, a birth mom, or birth parents make a decision for adoption. Um, it's hard I to wrap your brain around. Yeah, I would yeah. say our 15-year-old probably has a better idea. Yeah. But at the same time, still doesn't have that much uh, life experience to really understand. Um, Ultimately, that's what every adopted child has to deal with. Right. Is why. Why? Yeah, the why. Why couldn't yeah. I stay with my birth family? Mm-hmm. You know, that's the thing they wrestle with. And, so, and some more than others. Yep. Yep. Some more than others. Some are just more sensitive than others. Some are going to ask a lot of questions and some are just going to go more with the flow. They're going to be more laid back about it. Yeah. But something to think about as you're listening to this and you're wherever you are in your adoption journey and you start having this open adoption relationship, try to think about it through your, your child's eyes. Like right. what's, what could they be thinking about? What, could they be worried about? And it's going to change as they grow. There's no question. But our job, and what you and I mm-hmm. have done, is try to set up the relationship. So we have a relationship with our birth families, but we're trying to set up the relationship for our kids to, do, to well, take it, it wherever they want to go. Yeah. Make it available. Take it however they want to go. So when they're old enough, when they become adults, Yeah. they can have whatever kind of relationship they want to. But at least we've kept that door open and we've try to work on it over the years and try to set it up in a positive light as much as possible so they can have a good relationship if they want to. Yeah. Cause ultimately it will be up to them to keep that relationship. No question. So our second story are, is what we wanted to share. And this is, this might sound, Oh, I don't know. Out, out there for you, the listener t- about, Whoa, could this be <laughs> this much open adoption? So we want to preface it by saying, 
This we is, would have thought that. We would have thought the same thing. Time, yes. Like, no what? question. Are no you, question. How would that happen? And we didn't just get here to this story that we're about to tell. This was a buildup of, a lot of years, years. Yeah. Of, of a relationship and visits and phone calls and texts and all these things. Well, 10 years, really. Yeah. So anyway, we'll tell the story. Just this past year, in the last, we'll say six months, we've, our son's birth parents decided to get married. Awesome, right? Yeah. Amazing. What's really amazing is they asked us to be part or come, come to the wedding. And they asked our son to be a ring bearer. And our daughters to be in the and wedding. And they included also. our daughters to be in the wedding too, which was amazing. That was amazing. So we were just like so pumped up that they're doing this. And they invited us to do this. And there's multiple states away again. Well, one state away. Anyway, we, it was a ways away. We had to go on a trip. And we thought, or at least I did, I, I don't know if you thought this too, but we, I thought we were going to a wedding that was going to be like 200 people, you know, <laughs> some big, well, like, you know, they have relatively good size. Yeah. They have a good size family because we've seen them. So we're, we were, I don't know. I never thought to ask how big the wedding was. No. I just assumed it was going to be a lot of people. We kind of fade in the background, you know. <laughs> we just got to fit in and our son, <laughs> you know, our kids get to be part of the wedding, but we kind of just, you know stay back and be be okay and we be there and be, be there. yeah we were excited to be there we but, love them so we were excited but we don't to be we, there. we didn't want to be in the forefront right right but anyway so we get there there's we thought there were gonna be 200 and there was like 20, 20. <laughs> and five of them are us <laughs> yeah. so it was very very small and there was no hiding or it not hiding really i shouldn't nice, say hiding though. there was no sitting in the back or anything it was uh, it was very very nice it was yeah, it was and wonderful. And the really beautiful thing is and that... And we knew most of the people there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Which is interesting. <laughs> and our son's birth parents, we love, you know, told everybody, we, we're we so happy that you all are here. You all are the most important people in our lives and why we wanted you to be here for our yeah, that small was really cool. private wedding, mm-hmm. which was so, so cool. Well, and to back up a little bit, we knew most of the people there because... Some of them were their extended family and we had already spent time with them over those, you know, years leading up to this Mm -hmm. um, visiting or they came to visit us Mm -hmm. or, you know, that kind of stuff. So there's been several trips back and forth um, with their extended family. And so we've gotten to know, you know, a few of them. But it just shows... I mean, and you may be listening to this going, really? I mean, whoa. <laughs> but whoa. that's just it. They are our extended family. That's yeah. how we look at Absolutely. them. All of those birth parents, birth families, birth grandmas, they're all our extended family. Yeah. And, you know, that's just how we look and it, at it. And going to their wedding and spending all that time with them and everything, it was like four days. It was not an overnight thing. We always, It was, like we said, buildup of a relationship of many many years mm-hmm. so it was for us it was a no-brainer to go and we did and it was yeah because it was fun. the second week of school here <laughs> yeah we ended up having that's to right. take him out of school, week of school a little bit so. but that's okay that's that's a part of what open adoption can look like you know and maybe to you listening to this might sound extreme and you know maybe it is i don't know but again to us we would have never thought we would be in that situation either 15 years ago when we first started this whole thing. No. But now we couldn't think couldn't of it imagine. any other way. Yeah. Yeah. 
I mean, to have, like I said before, the same thought, the same goal, the same desire for our kids to succeed and grow and laugh well, and, and love. now with the um, ability to have like messaging things mm-hmm. and FaceTime and that kind of stuff, our kids can take kind of over that relationship for yep. themselves also in a way that, well, didn't even exist really the same way. F- no question. You know, not, 15 not years that ago. long ago. Right. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so it's interesting to watch those relationships um, grow grow themselves, separate of us, even. Mm -hmm. So as we wrap this up, we want to go through some tips about open adoption. Some stuff we've shared a little bit all along the way we've learned. But one thing you got to read about i got to you need to you should read about open adoption and listen to stories and we've had some on a lot on this podcast so go back and listen to i some think of that's those. what helps yeah, us the if, most if is you, hearing other people's stories yeah, just listening because you every story is different everybody's got a little bit different open and you can learn mm-hmm. something almost about out of every story mm-hmm. so that's pretty that's pretty important to do uh, and you can do that no matter where you are on your journey even if you've already adopted but if you if you haven't met your child's birth family yet, you're still in the adoption path, and you're maybe you're not matched, or maybe you are matched. Um, it's important to think about open adoption through your birth family, your kids' birth family's eyes. So, and it's probably going to be the birth mom, at least. But think about it through their eyes. Let them. Um, well, let me see. Let me back up. Think about it through their eyes and the fact that what type of contact do they want? Like we said at the very beginning, they really, the birth mom really just wants to know their child's being taken care of. She made the right decision in choosing you to be the parents. They're okay. And they start thinking about that before they choose you. What parents am I going to choose that are going to be that way? that are going to even allow me to see that I made the right decision. So I think that's part of the open adoption thing. You got to think about when you're making your profile, when you're talking to them for the first time and starting to build that relationship. They mainly just want to know there's a possibility of some kind of contact. Most often. I mean, there are rare exceptions to that, but. So I would, and contact can change and does change. We've seen that on all three it of will ours. will change over Changes time. over time. Yeah. Like I was talking about, there was a lot of texts from the beginning mm-hmm. and then they kind of, you know, mm-hmm. with the ebb and flow of life, there was a lot less. Yeah. Because it's not just contact. It's not just communication. It's relationship. I think you've, we've right. heard, and you've heard us change. say that. And yeah, relationships change. But it is great and helpful for our kids uh, for many reasons, just just knowing where they came from, being able to ask why, even medical history, all those things are what make open adoption really, really beneficial mm-hmm. to everybody. Um, a couple other things that uh, we we feel strongly about is uh, support. And if you're struggling with open adoption and you're struggling with anything in your adoption journey, having somebody to talk to about it is huge yes. and it always it can't always be your family and friends because they probably don't understand about adoption but if you can talk to somebody that's going through it or has gone through it can talk the language big 
big. So we have a Facebook group that you can join for free. InfiniteAptionGuide.com. You'll see at the top of the page you can join our Facebook group. 4,000 people in there. You can ask any question. But we've also taken it to the next level and started a new community. InfiniteAptionGuide.com. And you'll see the community button there. You can join our community there. So it's different because it's smaller. It's more personal. We get you in touch with people that you can actually talk to and not get lost in a 4,000 person Facebook group. So go figure, you can go and listen to those things uh, and see what, check those things out. See what's important to you and how community can help you. But community really helped us over the years and continues to. Um, so post placement, so the child's with you let's just say um, your baby's place with you and you're home. All right. You, yeah. I don't know if you, you're adopted from another state or not. Anyway, you're home. Baby's with you in that first day, week, month. How much communication do you, do you try to have? Well, I think um, we always kind of let the birth mom or birth family lead that. Mm-hmm. Like, um, we made sure they knew that we were open to it in any way they wanted. If that was texts or phone calls or whatever. Um, in our case, we couldn't really do visits because we weren't close. That might be somebody else might be able to yeah. do that. We, we were we not. We couldn't commit. Right. Well, visit, I mean, visits we like to. in the first, cause you said the first few yeah, days yeah, and weeks, right. yeah, well, we couldn't that, that was right not right a possibility right. for us. Obviously we've done trips and things mm-hmm. since then when we can, but it's not an, it's not even an every year occurrence mm-hmm. on our end. Cause that would be very difficult with three children <laughs> to be able to do that. Um, every single year when we, they're all from different st- or all their birth families are in different States from us. So, you know, we made sure we didn't commit to things that we couldn't do. That's right. Not um, over promise. Right. We did not. I'd rather we were very under promise careful. and over deliver. <laughs> we were, we were definitely open to right. a visit at some point, but we could not commit to something like what exactly on a regular like basis or, yeah. every year or something like that. I think our key was always start slow. We started. Right. Well, and in many of these cases, I want to say pretty much, I think every one of them they really didn't know what they wanted. Mm-mm. They really didn't know what it would look like. Mm-mm. They really didn't know how much contact they would feel like they wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, in some cases, they wanted more or less just how it went naturally. Mm-hmm. So so I think, yeah, just understanding like to be, like we were talking about before, just be flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess in adoption, that's kind of the name of the game. It is. Flexibility. Because, you know, when you are dealing with so much emotion, mm-hmm. um, and understandably so, and, you know, I, I think the first one, we didn't know how much we wanted either. We nope. didn't really know what that was going to look like totally either. So we, you know, we've never done this before. So <laughs> yeah, and it's okay if you don't have a perfect and, plan all right, mapped out and right. everything. That's well, there are a few anyway. states where you have to actually have there an might agreement. Be, yep, yep. Um, so that's a little different. And we did not have any. If of you take the lead those, of your adoption professional, but, they will help you with that. Right. Don't feel like you have to get it all figured out. Right. I think yeah, and it's hard to talk about that when you don't have a relationship mm-hmm. 
before they're born. And even, even when they are, you do have that relationship, you know, like they don't, didn't know exactly what they would want. Mm -hmm. Um, but we just made sure that they knew we were open Mm -hmm. to it and it would be an on, it could be an ongoing discussion. In other words, like, you know, we didn't know that we were going to make these trips. We didn't know we were going to be at their wedding. We (laughs) didn't know we were going to get to know, you know, the, the birth grandma and the aunts and the cousins of, you know, like that all happened over time. Yep. And one thing I think, other thing we learned is don't assume they don't want to hear from you. Don't assume they, the little things mean big things to them. So what do I mean by that? Well, we like for Christmas or something, we want to give them, we thought about giving them a gift or something. Really all they want is something from your child. You know, some, you know, if you give them like, I don't know, a drawing a a trace of their hand or a footprint. We did a bunch of those when the kids were really small. That you're like, oh, they wouldn't want a this crayon scribble that our yeah they do yeah they do yeah they do (laughs) yeah they They want that they want that yeah and pictures and videos are huge Um, we were always big with pictures and videos as much as we possibly could send them we were sending them and it's easier today now than ever but early on we were even making videos like on dvd and we'd send dvds a whole year's worth of pictures and video yeah we really made some effort to put together packages of videos and pictures as much as we could to send them because we knew they couldn't get enough and they couldn't they thought they all told us that yeah they could not get enough um and they weren't bugging us for them but it was our way of saying you know we we understand you want to know we appreciate yeah yep so I think that was also an important thing that we learned over the yeah, years. Yeah, I wish we had more time to do more of those, actually, <laughs> a little differently than yes. we do now. But we still do them every year. But it's our whole family. Yeah. We can't do separate ones anymore. Don't have the time. But So as we wrap up, let's, I mean, what is open adoption to us? Open adoption to me is having that relationship, like we said treating them as an extended family and they are and i know that's not always easy it's not always sunshine and rainbows but that's true with any of our extended family right i mean some people you get along with better than others some people you have a better relationship with others Um, but a relationship always requires some kind of work some kind of commitment to stick with it that's what open adoption is it's about working on a relationship for the benefit of not only your child, which is the first and foremost benefit, but also well, for their birth families. I do feel like we've gotten, we've been very fortunate. Um, we haven't had to place a whole bunch of boundaries, like right. things, you know, we, everybody has just been really, really kind. Um, they've all really included our other children, which makes things way so easier. easier. Yeah. I mean, you know, they send birthday gifts to all our kids. They send <laughs> Christmas gifts to all our kids. Um, you know, if they do that sort of thing, they don't all do that. Right. Um, but you know, it makes everything easier mm-hmm. when all the kids are included. Um, with things like that. 
So yeah, how would you, I think how would you wrap up saying what open adoption is to you? I think it's been like such a good thing for us, not mm-hmm. just our kids, but for us because you know, I think once you meet these people that are are helping you make your family a reality, you want to know how they are. Like, I think we maybe we were surprised by that in the beginning. I don't really remember. But like, I really want to like know that they're okay and know how they're doing. And you start to have conversations that aren't have anything to do with the child in particular, you know, just what, well, how's your job going or what, what's your, you know, how's your family? You know, you ask them about things that are completely seemingly unrelated to your, to the child. Um, because it is a relationship. And so I think, yeah, we're, if we would have had no contact with some of them afterwards, we really would have been like, gosh, what's going on? I mean, when we did lose contact, Mm -hmm. really experienced that. We really did kind of experience that because we were, we were always kind of concerned, like what's going on. I hope Mm -hmm. she's okay. I mean, I hope that, you know, her family is doing all right and Mm -hmm. you know, things like that. So I think maybe that was a, a little bit of a surprise. Mm-hmm. Maybe surprise is the right word, but just, you know, something we didn't expect mm-hmm. that we would really like desire that contact when we were hesitant in the beginning. Yeah. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. It makes, and I know you've, listener, if you've heard anything about open adoption in the past, but a lot of people, most people that talk about open adoption think it's just a beautiful thing. And it is. It is. Uh, but that doesn't make, necessarily mean it's easy. No, not always. So that's the the hard reality of, of open adoption is it it is beautiful, but it may not be easy. Yeah. So hopefully you've learned something and were inspired through our conversation of what we've dealt with through our three uh, adoptions. I mean, it's only going to, I mean, we're going to continue to have stories. We're going to continue to have experiences as our kids get older and Maybe we'll do another podcast on this in a, in a few years or something when we have more to tell. <laughs> but hopefully you learned something from this. And I really love that we got to have this little chat that we've had many, many, many times. But now we got to record it and, and share it with you, the Your listener. 100th episode. And our 100th episode. Congratulations, hey. <laughs> <laughs> So thank you for listening today. Um, you can. I would highly encourage you again to go back and listen to Episode number 62, where we talked about the top 10 things we've learned through infant adoptions. Open adoption was a little bit a part of that, but there's a lot of other good stuff in there. InfantAdoptionGuide.com forward slash 62 will get you there. So thank you for listening to us today, and we will talk to you again on the next episode. God bless. Thanks for listening to my dad.